Hello and welcome to Getting Vulnerable and Going Strong at the Northeast Indiana Innovation Center with myself, Leslie Hill, the incoming program director for the WEAC program. <clears throat> We're here this morning to talk with Lee Roberson about many of her passions. We're going to focus on two. We'll go in depth on two of those. Um, Lee, thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, how long you've been in business, everything about that. Um, my business is The Gadget Girl, which is a mobile marketing, digital marketing, promotional products, and decorated apparel, so advertising specialties. And I became exposed to it first as a buyer, and that's where I became The Gadget Girl. I just really love the connection and the memorable piece the uh, relationship building, that taking your brand and fitting it into the lifestyle of your client and prospective client, it really works. And so I uh, got excited about this medium, even just using it in a marketing campaign. And then it came time for me to make a change, and it, it just unfolded that this was the direction that I was to go. and in 2009 okay. when the economy was really tanky. Yeah, yeah. And, yes, yeah. and so my friends were like, have you read the newspaper? You don't want to go into business right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure I do. But at the same time as it was unfolding in my life, it was time for me to make that move. And so I became the Gadget Girl officially January 1st of 2010. And ever since then it's been walking the walk as well as talking the talk about relationship building and creating uh, good marketing campaigns. If your brand is associated with a product that fits into the lifestyle, mm -hmm. you want it to perform well, you want it to look right, you want it to feel good. Those are the kinds of relationship builders that are subliminal but they really work. Oh sure, oh yes. yes. So give me an example of how we here at the NIC um, would work with you. So what would the first meeting look like all through the whole? One of my very favorite things to do is to just get a chance to sit down and brainstorm because for each person that is individual, for each brand, it is a, a bit of an, a, a unique approach mm -hmm. depending on what they want to say and to whom they want to receive that message. But decorated apparel is an extremely cost-effective way to go, especially just getting started. Um, maintaining an updated look, this ensemble yeah, yeah. is an example of a current, this is a sample of my work. Really? Uh, yes, isn't this Oh, cute? that is so cute. I so, mean, honestly, I would not have known that. And so, I mean, this can be decorated with your brand. I can do that for you. Whether it's a uniform program or an event that you're going to. So the look of your people, having your image, that's important. Decorated apparel yes. is big. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And from there, where are you going? What type of event is it? Mm -hmm. Who are you trying to gain the attention of and what do you want to say? And then we'll start putting together a gadget campaign that does exactly that. That is so cool. I had no idea. Oh, good. It's fun. And 
you all will just get to know me a little bit more as we continue our journey together while I'm here. Um, but you, Lee knows that prior to holding this position, I was in image consulting and I worked with people, men, women, teens, on their overall brand for their person. So that included clothing and hair and makeup and their voice and the way they presented themselves in public. And so one of the things that I used to say all the time was, whenever you are looking to progress, whether that's in your career or um, find a mate, whatever it may be, you kind of have to look the part. You have to be detailed. So knowing that you can brand this is amazing to me because what happens? We get to work and we get cold and we pull out a sweater out of our drawer that looks horrendous with our <laughs> outfit. And we don't care because we're at work and we see these people all the time. But these are the people that you have to impress or to show that you are credible. And what helps make you incredible? Honestly, it's a lot of your image. You, you can't help it. It's just the way humans are. We yes. like nice things. And it's very genuine. We want to be comfortable at work. So uh, having a layered... Yes. That's important in a branding campaign for apparel that you'll have people in the same room. One wants to wear short sleeves and the oh, other yeah. one wants to, three layers on. And so we need to be prepared for that dynamic as well. So that's why one of the questions is where are you going? Yes. How are you, where are you going to be going? How are you need to be dressed? And how we can create a, a very congruent look of all your people knowing that each of them has their own style, their own thermostat. Yes, yes, and that is so true. <laughs> it's very true. Yes. It needs to be genuine. It, if, it needs to be something that you'd be happy to wear, especially in our current culture that's not nine to five. Right. So we want our brand to be on a person who will gladly wear it elsewhere. Yes, yes. So that's important too. And it's not all just the boxy mm -hmm. um, polos, right? Because what happens also is typically in um, the branding arena, it's it can be males and they buy the same poxy shirt for a female, but we have hips, the majority of us, so our hips don't fit in it the same way that the men's do. So, oh, this is so exciting. Okay, sorry, I won't no, dwell no. on this forever, but I women's sizes that's key and talls. That's yes! also an area I have no idea, but other yeah. than my experience <laughs> with my clients, that there are times that having a uniform look that includes a tall mm -hmm. is an important concept as well. And again, so taking the luck out of yes. this is getting a professional. Get help from someone who understands this and can yes. help get everything to run smoothly and congruently, thinking of things you'd never thought of. Mm -hmm. So then you can also do promotional pieces if you have a an event. So if I wanted to give out these pens, mm -hmm. I could do that, or even something exactly. like that. Exactly. Okay. Absolutely. Anything with your logo on it. But then also digital campaigns. So we can do QR codes so that people can scan that code and be taken directly to a website at a trade show. Or we can um, have social media campaigns and content, games. It's just oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. It's about it's about engagement. It's about getting into that lifestyle, communicating subliminally. They get me. This company gets me. 
Yes. Yeah. If I can... am their people. <laughs> That's exactly what we want to do. We want to build that relationship. And then corporate gifting is also a way that we can thank someone who has helped us attain our business goals and maintain that relationship, letting them know they're important and they're appreciated. Yes. And then there's reciprocity. When I do something kind for you, human nature, you would like to respond with something kind. Mm -hmm. And so gifting is a part of this business as well because it helps build the relationships. Again, genuinely yes. appreciating. Yes. Oh, how fantastic. So you started this in 2010. Mm -hmm. And what are we, 2018 now? Mm -hmm. So what do you think your biggest hurdle has been um, within these past seven, eight years? First getting started, the biggest hurdle for me was all the naysaying, all of the very negative concepts. Again, it was a down economy, it was a recession. And um, even clients who had done business and intended to do business were at a time where they really weren't spending as much money. And so I had to just kind of pump my brain with what I want, why I'm doing this. Again, it just unfolded for me that the timing transpired the way that right. it did. Yeah. But the decision was made on my part, and so I simply needed to move forward. The past is gone, and yes. I build from here and move forward. And so that is really where the next passion of mine that we wanted to talk yes. about is cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, that learning how to be aware of your own thinking, whether or not this thought is useful to you, is it producing anything, is that production, is that a good thing, is that a bad thing? Right. And then internalizing, what do I want to do with that thought? If it's not useful to me, it needs to be cast aside or replaced. So cognitive behavioral therapy starts with metacognition. Thinking about your thinking. <laughs> There's no quiz. <laughs> I know, I feel like I need, but, I do want to take note of this. But metacognition is the beginning of CBT. It's noticing your thoughts. So we have all these thoughts. Yeah, we have, what is it, 50,000 thoughts a day? And yeah, more than I can count. Yeah, yes. and 75% of them are negative. And part of that is the culture in which we live. And again, human nature coming into play that sometimes we'll tend to comment more on the negative than we would on the positive. You don't walk around going, I went to Starbucks today and my coffee was perfect. <laughs> you do is say, I waited in line and they gave me the wrong thing. So again, part of it is just a dynamic of human nature that negative tends to come out. But what metacognition can also make us aware of is if there's negative coming inside, where it's coming from, or even more importantly, what I'm going to do with it. But there are times that what we're thinking is really programmed from long ago. And for an example, if you had anyone in your family, in your previous generation, and think about any preconceptions they may have had about rich people. Oh, this is a 
good one. Yes. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? We can sometimes harbor some of these thoughts that have really kind of been programmed innocently by right. previous generations. Mm -hmm. You know, the clean plate club. They're yes. starving kids and child. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How useful is that thought to me? At 50 years old, I can leave yeah. a morsel on my plate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can be fine with that. Mm -hmm. So again, it's reprogramming. First, think about your thinking. What are you thinking and is it productive? Is it what you want? And then, what do you want? That can be a pretty tough step. When I first started my business, what do I want? I just want to get in order every day. Yeah. <laughs> I, want I just want people to buy. Me. I don't care if I'm making money or not. I mean, yes. I just want business. I want, I want activity. And so again, putting my energy into getting that to happen. And so a negative thought pops in. I figure out whether or not that's useful to me. And if it's not useful, I'll replace it. And even if it's replacing it with a what I call a reset button, the past is gone. I'm moving forward because a lot of our negative thoughts do come from past experiences and sometimes uh, allowing us to move past it is just reminding ourselves of the truth mm -hmm. that the past is behind us and I'm moving forward so we'll put our energy into that, our thought process into that. And so CBT was a lifesaver for me. And in areas beyond my business, it's helped me manage my weight. It's helped me manage relationships. It's helped me in my business, um, even just in the business dealings. My ultimate goal is a happy customer. Right. That means you win some, you lose some. Yes. On the bottom line. That's very true. That is good to remember. Yes. Again, it's the law of averages. We want it to yeah. turn out to be a profitable thing most of the time. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So again, we just focus on what really does matter, what we want, and what's productive, what's useful. Mm -hmm. Which again, that's what my marketing is really all about, is what's productive and useful, taking that image yes. and moving forward with it. Oh, yeah. That's a, that is a good link. That's perfect. Um, I want to get back to real quickly that concept or the discussion that you brought up about um, harboring things from just growing up and beyond that. Um, the concept of us maybe feeling inferior around people who have more money or actually feeling inflated around them because maybe, maybe you are the person that has less money. So you think, well, if I had that money, I would be doing this with my money. Um, so as if they aren't as good as you because you would be doing something differently. Or there's that concept where you think, oh, I, I don't want to get dressed. I don't want to go to this event. It's so uncomfortable. Everybody has more than me. And this is a real deep conflict within females in particular um, but also in all demographics. Um, through Hill Image, I worked a lot with corporate training. And one of, one of my corporate training clients, they had one person in every class. We did it every couple months. And at least one of them, they worked at a, a, a credit union. And they would say, you know, I'm working with these high-end clients. They come in. I feel like I should be 
on equal business stature, but I, I don't feel that way. What do I do about that? And so we talked about some little tips and tricks. You know, you can elevate your actual appearance for that day because that makes you feel and act a little bit more strong. But you can also do exactly what you're saying, Lee, and that is doing the work beforehand, working through it mentally. And it is a lot of work. You have to stay on top of it, but you have to do it in order for you to erase that thought. Yes, there are neurotransmissions that go on in our minds. Getting from point A to point B with a thought process builds a path, a link. Just like a path in the woods, the more often you use that pathway, the more defined and clear and easier, quicker it becomes. So repetition is absolutely key. And truth is absolutely key because some people will say fake it till you make it, which is not necessarily bad advice. I prefer act as if because that's more of a moving forward. It's not fake. You're acting as if. You know what you want and you're moving in the direction to do it. It has to be the truth yeah. in our own mindset for us to go there especially to go there from point A to point B quickly because sometimes we have to work these things out over the period of time to get to the point where we say, okay, I've had this thought process before. Yeah. I do know I need to go from point A to point B. I'll just go ahead and think that right now. Just because. So programming ourselves with truth. And all of us suffer with self-image in one way or another. Yes. That may be internal or external. We really do. Every, this is a very, very common experience. And so in my practice of cognitive behavioral therapy, which again, I've been practicing for more than 10 years and I still use it every single day, I use scripture a lot. And one that I send to myself at the, in the middle of each day is the spirit that God gave us does not make us timid. It's... The spirit that God gave us does not make us timid. It's one of power and love and self-discipline. When you start programming your mindset, God gave me a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. Self-discipline sounds like work. Some versions say a sound mind. But again, we're working toward a sound mind here that yes. takes self-discipline. We need to repeat these truths to ourselves over and over and over again. And the way our brains work, we can think it, that's effective. We say it, even more effective, because as we say it, we hear it. Oh. And so more senses going into that truth. We can write it down. We then see it. So the more senses that we're using to replace the harbored thought that's not useful into one that helps me move forward, repeat it. Think it, say it, hear it, write it, see it. Videos have been shown to be very effective in cognitive behavioral therapy because then you're seeing yourself saying it. Oh, ooh, that's good. So if we consider the concept of feeling inferior because of our financial situation compared to others. What would we be saying to ourselves? How would we retrain our brain? 
Good, good question. Perfect language, too. This is retraining your brain. You can literally change your mind. First, you go to, okay, this thought is not useful to me. I don't like it because. Mm -hmm. What do I want? What do I want to feel instead? And what truth will produce that in my mind? So I can look at a financial situation. I can always look at one and think I'm blessed and look at another and think I have work to do. Mm -hmm. But what it really boils down to is what do I want from my money? What do I want? What would I do with it? So if I would produce something for my family, I can still put my energy, I can act as if I have that money. I'm putting that energy into making my family feel loved. They're safe, they're secure, they're sheltered, they're clothed. Oh, yeah. I'm doing okay. Yes. So again, it's your own thought process, your own recipe, but it boils down to, I'm thinking this, not good. What I, what I feel about this that's not good, what I need to reverse is that I would much rather feel this way. And so you produce the truth that gets you thinking this way. So what makes me think of this is, I don't know if you've seen it, but on Facebook there's, I'm sure, and other social media as well, but there's a clip where it's a mom and she's having this rough day and she has maybe a, a three-year-old and she drops the birthday cake on the ground. And she, Have you seen it? Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. And then at the end it shows what the daughter thinks of how the day went and she's like, oh, it was so great. We ate cake off the ground. And <laughs> It's yep. so We sang cute. a special song. Yes. Or yeah, it was a memorable thing for her in a positive way. She took the exact same experience and thought, you don't do this every day. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which mom's like, thank God yeah. you don't do this every day. Yes. I couldn't take every day like this. But it's like what we have pictured in our minds, our expectations. Mm -hmm. In many cases, what sets us up for a disappointment is that we have a certain expectation. We have an image in our mind of how it's supposed to go. Yes. Which, again, that's just human nature. But we have to be a little looser about how it went. The path to getting there, again, happy birthday for the little one. Yeah. It, we still arrived. It just wasn't the intended path. And again, not one that she wants to repeat over and over and over again, but uh, it really does expose what mattered to her daughter, right. and that was accomplished. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Oh, this is all such good information. Okay, so basically what we're saying is there are a couple things in your world that you cannot leave up to luck at this point because we all know that March is the month of being lucky, right? <laughs> so you cannot leave your branding up to luck because someone else will create the idea of your personal brand or your company's brand all on their own unless you're intentional about it. Yes, correct? it takes intention very much so. And you also can't leave up to luck your own little brain that's working hard in here. You have to be intentional about your thoughts. Absolutely, and you have to do that over and over and over again. And that's also true with branding. You put it out there and then you continue to put it out there. It remains consistent, but yet you update it. Yes. 
this thought process remains consistent, but I update it mm -hmm. based on new experiences that come along. And funny that sometimes new experiences bring back those old thoughts again yes. that we need to deal with. So this is very much an ongoing process. And so anything that's an ongoing process, you can't turn it over to luck. You have to be intentional. You have to know that you need to do the work. Um, it will get easier the more you do it and more genuine the more you do yeah. it. So then it's received in a much better way. But it just takes that intention over and over and over again. Whew, we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, we can do this. Is there anything else that you want to tell us about? Um, anything else that's going on in the business or something? You know, she's a singer. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> what is your band? Actual size. So she's amazing. Thank you. Um, is there anything that you want to tell us to, to wrap it up? Any announcements or, or? No, but you did make me think of another um, aspect of something that, I mean, a way that I have not turned it over to luck, but it certainly makes okay. me seem lucky. And it does involve the band, for an example. I read a very powerful article probably about five years ago that stated you are the average of the five people that you hang out with the most. And I believe it was Jim Rohn who coined this quote, but you are the average of your top five people. And that's another area where we can't turn that over to luck. Sometimes this negative mindset that's going on, sometimes that's a person who's a part of our circle that Maybe we don't need to spend as much time with. And honing in on the people that do influence your life in a positive way, that they're your cheerleaders and you're their cheerleaders, hang out with those people. Because that's a secret to success that makes it much, much easier as you're doing all of the other things that we've talked about. Is have a strong circle that you're responsible in, but you can lean on, and that they're truly good, genuine sources yes. for you. Just um, just yesterday, we had a mentoring program going on, a series that started yesterday with Tony Whitman, and what we learned about was how to build your own personal board of directors. And it's so important. Again, that whole intentional concept. Yes, be intentional about the people you're around and the, be willing to help people out. But even that time frame and that make sure that's intentional as well. And it, it just doesn't have to be intentional about, like if you think of your own personal board of directors, it can just be of life. Yeah. It doesn't have to be of, I want a mentor because I want to get here in my career. It's about your full well-being. Because we all, regardless of experience, have a lot to learn. And truly the best way to learn is from someone else who's been through an experience yeah, that I'd we have watch. not yet been through. Or <laughs> turning things over, admitting, here's one thing I'm good at, and this is why I want to go in this direction with my business. But here's an area where I have little interest or talent. I need somebody I can trust to ask questions about that type of experience. 
what do they recommend based on that, I'm going to look at it in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that's a really good point. Having a board of directors, an advisory board, if you mm -hmm. want to call it that, and that those be people that you trust their advice, which means you don't have the answer. Right. You yes. have to ask them the question. You need those people. Yes. You don't know it all. Right. You no matter need what, an accountability you person. You need the straight talker that's mm -hmm. going to tell you like it is. Yep. But that still supports you. You don't need the people who don't support you and just try to hammer you back down. Right. You need the cheerleader. I mean, there, there are so many roles that we seek to live life, but we leave it up to chance by thinking, well, it's my husband, my kids, my mother, my mother-in-law, like whoever it may be. And then when you really take that step back and look at those five people that you surrounded your most of your time with, you think, oh, oh, that's a big wake-up call. <laughs> well, and being a resource to them as well, because I will notice that there are times that I'll be giving someone advice very genuinely believing that I know what I'm talking about and so forth. And then 10 hours later, I need to have that little talk with myself. Oh. So speaking it, being a resource to your inner circle is important as well. Being a give and take relationship that, again, intentionally, you're there for your circle and they're there for you. That that's an important thing to have. Yes, very important. And I am so glad that you're in my circle today. I'm so Amen. excited. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited as well. It's always easy just getting a chance to chat with you. It's so fun. I love being with Lee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you can contact Lee on your own time for your own needs, and she's the she's fantastic to work for or work with. Um, Lee Roberson, the Gadget Girl. Do you want to give your contact information? Sure. You can reach me by phone 260-348-3310. I'm on Facebook, The Gadget Girl LLC. And also you can reach me at thegadgetgirlllc.com. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Hello, and welcome to Getting Vulnerable and Going Strong at the Northeast Indiana Innovation Center with myself, Leslie Hill, the incoming program director for the WEAC program. <clears throat> We're here this morning to talk with Lee Roberson about many of her passions. We're going to focus on two. We'll go in depth on two of those. Um, Lee, thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, how long you've been in business, everything about that. Um, my business is The Gadget Girl, which is a mobile marketing, digital marketing, promotional products, and decorated apparel, so advertising specialties. And I became exposed to it first as a buyer, and that's where I became The Gadget Girl. I just really love the connection and the memorable piece the uh, relationship building, that taking your brand and fitting it into the lifestyle of your client and prospective client, it really works. And so I uh, got excited about this medium, even just using it in a marketing campaign. 
And then it came time for me to make a change, and it, it just unfolded that this was the direction that I was to go, and in 2009, okay, when the economy was really tanky. Yeah, we yeah. All that. Uh, yes, yeah. 